Welcome to another episode of Bench Talk. I'm your host, Tom Gerrard. Uh, this week, we've got another episode from Bali. I sit down with Australian artist Brad Eastman. He's also known as Beastman. How you going? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, good, thanks. <laughs> uh, it's good to finally meet you and, uh, and catch up. Yeah, I, I haven't met you before, and then we've been, we've been messaging for a while. So, um, yeah, good you made it to Bali, and we could do this. Yeah, good settings. Must admit, I'm... Uh, Pretty uh, pretty happy to be here right now. Yeah, it's a good place. Good place to be to relax, unwind. Yeah. So, what made you um, decide to uh, uproot from Sydney and move to, to Bali? All right, uh, <clears throat> we've been here a couple of years now. Um, I think at the time um, we had a couple of friends that were living over here, and then um, we kind of wanted to get out of Sydney and just sort of go on a bit of an adventure, like while our kids were still young you know, before they started school and stuff like that. So uh, we jumped at an opportunity to house-sit a friend's house here in Changu for six months. Um, so we did that, and then um, during that six months, we kind of decided we wanted to stay. So we just made that happen, and we've been here since. So. Yeah, no, the, the wife's already been dropping hints to me to, you know, <laughs> Do you, think, how, do you think we can stay here for a bit longer? You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's, it's a good place to, like, I like it because it's just slower and when, when I come back, when I'm here, it's sort of, you know, I, I go surfing and, you know, I have more time with the kids and, um, yeah, me and my wife have more time to spend together, which has been really good for the last two years and being in Sydney with the kids and, it's, you know, it was pretty stressful and I was working really hard and working jobs I didn't necessarily want to do um, just to stay afloat financially, you know, when you've got young kids, it's kind of hard, so... Um, we kind of just bailed on all that and went on an adventure and sort of still sort of hard and tricky sometimes making it work, but it's still working pretty well and stay here longer. Yeah, do you find that it's, um, because it's such a holiday vibe here that um, it's hard to sort of knuckle down and get your work done? Um, it's when, when you live here, the holiday vibe somewhat disappears. Like it's actually... Um, you know, people, when you say to people, oh, I live in Bali, they go, oh, it's paradise. It's, like, it's not paradise. You know, it's like, it's a developing country, you know, it has its problems and it has its whole different issues in regards to when, you, when you're living here and, and dealing with stuff and people and managing a house and, and things like that. <clears throat> but, um, I, I mean, there is distractions. There's, there's new distractions. I mean, I had different distractions when I was in Sydney and then come here and I'm distracted by different things here, mainly just like, just surfing really like so but that's, that's fine you, you know I have I get up early and you know I have a whole day every day so I try and maybe go for a surf for an hour or two and me and my wife tend to knuckle down on work for at least a good you know five six hours of the day you know while our kids are at like a little you know daycare kindergarten place which is really cool um so we're getting work done but um yeah it's fine yeah did you um, have any expectations on the art scene well before you came over? Uh, no, I didn't really know what was here. Um, <clears throat> as soon as we moved over here, you kind of I was interested in just getting involved, like in the local art community. So I just went about doing it, and meeting some people. Um, I did a little exhibition when we first came here um, at Dais, which is like a like a motorcycle. 
um, you know, surfboard brand and they have a big setup here in Bali and they have a little gallery. So I did a little show there um, just with small paintings, like like sort of cheaper, affordable things. And yeah, it was cool. Lots of people came. Um, I didn't know much about what to expect in terms of the actual art market here. I kind of presumed it wouldn't really sell any artwork here and I was pretty much right. You don't really sell anything. <clears throat> but that's fine. Most of the most of everything I'm doing is still back in Australia or elsewhere. So um, I'm just really just based here and I still go back to Australia all the time um, to do different projects. Or um, last year I did a show in the US, so I went over there for a month. And um, yeah, so it's kind of still everything's still as usual for me. If I was living in Sydney, I'm just here. So even if we were living in Sydney, I'd still have to fly to like Perth or something to do some job so I can just fly there from here and it's pretty much the same price or even cheaper probably. Mm -hmm. So like it's still making a lot of sense for us to be here. Um, and yeah, in terms of the local art community, there's heaps of, um, there's some really good Indonesian artists that make work here um, and visit Bali a lot. Like most of them are based in Java, but a lot of them do come to Bali all the time, paint and there's a really strong kind of street art, graffiti, sort of you know scene here which is sort of not really what I necessarily like want to be completely involved in but <clears throat> it's really cool there's like heaps of murals always getting painted around and yeah it's it's a thriving place now like especially this little area like around Chenggu and Brawa so um yeah it's just been surprising I guess the last two years like I didn't expect much to be going on here and there's over the last two years like heaps is going on here it's cool. Yeah. So has that um, changed a lot over the time you've been? Yeah, this area for sure. Like when we first moved here, it was definitely a lot quieter. Um, and it's just getting busier. I think there's a lot more young tourists coming here for to surf. And there's all these cool like food and cafes opening up. And um, yeah, it's sort of, I guess this area is just drawing it like a certain type of tourist to come here and so and it just gets busier and busier but it's, it's all young people mostly you know like um and there's a really strong expat community here of young families like us um yeah it's cool so um how often do you find that you're uh, going back to australia for work um maybe once a month yeah or once every two months and i'll try and um, bundle things together so if I get offered like a, if, if something comes up like a job in like Melbourne or something and then I'll try my best to like make more than just that one thing happen while I'm there so um, and then I'm always sort of just juggling with the calendar so since I've been living here I, the calendars become crucial like with um, especially for me and my wife and like how our life is managed is very much revol like revolves around this calendar you know so we I'm like away and yeah, you know, I try and if someone contacts me about a job, I just say I can do this at this time and I try and push really hard for that to be when it suits me, not them. And it's been working pretty good. I just, so I'll just say I can paint this job in Queensland in three months time because I know that at that time I'm probably aligned with something else that I've got organized and then, yeah, so, but it, it, most people are, Usually, most projects are quite flexible with time. Um, you just have to like 
like speak up and like and and tell them you know and then kind of be nice about it and then they're usually more unlikely able to accommodate my schedule which is great so yeah it's it's working well yeah people have um a, a problem with setting boundaries at times i've noticed like even when when you're just starting out and you're getting your first couple of jobs lined up you want to sort of be the most easygoing client possible but you shoot yourself in the foot but i think um like setting boundaries as an artist is a is um you know it's it builds strength within the, with the clients not being an <coughs> asshole about it but just mm-hmm. being firm in, in yeah. what works for you and not yeah. screwing yourself over yeah i think that sort of thing just comes with time though and it also comes with you know obviously over time as long as you're making good work like you're growing as an artist and your audience is growing so then as that develops over many years you can get to a point where um you know you you don't really have to do a lot of these jobs that you don't really want to do you just go nah that's not what i want to do not interested and usually i would if that happens to me i would always have an artist in mind that would suit that job and I would palm that off to them and let them, you know, and do an introduction or whatever and put them, steer them in the right direction to get what they want, like for the client. Um, but yeah, no, I've, I have no problems anymore kind of just stating what I need, and, you know, in terms of my schedule and, and you know, payments and, and things like that. And, and if they kind of, you know, but you, you still end up negotiating sometimes, but... Um, yeah, it's good to feel confident enough in yourself and in your own work, mm. like to to know how much it's worth, you know, in terms of a monetary value, mm. and like be able to, you know, very confidently state that to potential clients and be willing to walk away if they can't come up with that. That's the key. It's like you need to not need to do it. You know, you need to be able to, you know get yourself into a, a financial position where you're not desperate so you can just shut things down if they don't sound right, you know. And it also gives you a chance to be um, more expressive with your art and do your style and not being pigeonholed into sort of yeah. turn into a commercial artist when you actually, you know, you only paint what you paint. Yeah, no, for sure. That's what I do now. Usually I'm happy to work with things like, you know, like specific color color schemes is cool because I actually I just like working with all colors anyway. So if, if a client like has some sort of corporate branded color scheme or something, that's fine. I'm like happy to work with it. It's always fun working with new colors anyway. So that's how I usually steer them. Like if they come to me with some sort of specific thing, um, like a theme, or I'll try and steer away from that but allow them to... Um, you know, choose the colors or something. Like you always, you just make a small compromise and try and steer them away from their grand idea or their vision, which is usually kind of, you know, sometimes it's like, sometimes people have really amazing visions and it's spot on and you can just be like, yeah, let's do this. But, you know, more often than not, they have some idea that I, I instantly think is not going to work and you have to steer them away from it, but that's okay. Um, yeah. And being that like a lot of the work you do is in, Australia and you're over here in Bali like how do you go about drumming up the work do people just um like do you feel like you're missing out on jobs because people think you're not going to be available for it um I just kind of um I don't really put it out there that much that I'm always here and that that I'm living here I mean um if, if someone contacts me I don't talk about location like 
well, I talk about their location, but not mine. You know, mm. it's kind of if it's some job, and I don't know, it could be it could be anywhere like Tasmania or something. I just say, yeah, no worries, I can be there at this time, and I don't talk to them about how much my travel costs are or anything like that. I just say I can be there at this time. That's that's fine, and it'll be my artist fees that I would like is X amount, and that includes my travel and everything and paint and, and I always I just factor it all into one figure so then it's easy for them to say yes because they don't have to organize anything and I'm I would rather organize all my own travel and all my own materials and my own accommodation and I'd rather organize that myself than have someone else organize that for me only because I've had bad experiences with that you know like someone else booking your flights and accommodation and it can go pear-shaped sometimes but um yeah so it's it's fine it's sort of but yeah I just don't bring it up like mm. if, so, if there's a client in Sydney and like um, and that's obviously where I'm from so I get I do get lots of jobs in Sydney still and they'll message me saying hey can you do this job and then um, I just make out like I'm still there because you're just emailing them and you're like yeah no worries I can be there and again you just go to your schedule and tell them when you can do it you know mm. so and you, just be, you just turn up and do it Exactly. Yeah. It's good weight, good, good mentality. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, like with all, I know we're talking about a lot about work more so than the actual art, but I guess they work, go hand in hand. But with a lot of these jobs we're talking about, are they, are they um, is that mural work? Is that like the, like do you make the majority of your income off, off murals? Um, yeah, at this point, definitely it's mural work. Um, I also do other things like I make digital work. So essentially I... I'm interested in making one body of artwork that, that's created across um, multiple mediums. So I'm creating, I can create the same imagery whether it's painted on a building or designed digitally and printed on a building or um, illustrated with ink and acrylic or um, I don't know, animated or, or whatever, like a sculpture or something. So it's like it's all the same work to me. It's just made differently depending on the, the project and what the outcome needs to be. <clears throat> so, but these days most of the income does come from mural work, which is great. But, you know, I, I do think that's going to dry up. Like I, I think I predicted two years ago that it was going to dry up this year and it's still kind of going strong and there's lots of people like me making good money still painting murals, um, especially in Australia. It's like a really good, um, I don't know what word to use, like industry, I guess, like for mural painting. It's like it's, it's, I just keep getting heaps of jobs for it and I turn jobs down all the time. Mostly people contact me and I just get an email into my inbox. It's like, would you like to come paint a mural here or whatever? And then you just go about it and see if it's possible and probe them with questions and things like that, give them a quote, whatever. But um, <clears throat> I also, uh, and then I also just sell painting. So I try and do one solo exhibition a year, um, which I would make, you know, I don't know, 20, 30 paintings for. Um, so there's that as well. And then sometimes you get approached to do things kind of like, you know, with brands, like it's just sort of more random kind of custom sort of projects for events or brands, things like that. And, some of them you get a, some you get approached with some that is just horrible and you, you just instantly shut it down and there's other ones that are that can be really good especially when they're willing to hear 
my ideas. You know, like, so if they come to you and say, hey, we want to do this for this brand, for this thing, could be anything. And then I like it when I'm able to look at what they've said and say, that's cool, but like we can do it this way and I think it'd be better. And when they actually listen to you and they're willing to run with um, like my idea of changing it a little bit, then you get these really great outcomes, like mm-hmm. whether it's a product or, or yeah, just like a, an event or, you know, anything, you know. Yeah. Because I guess it's stronger when you're actually collaborating instead of just um, having your artwork slapped on something. Yeah, yeah. I never, I don't like that artwork slapping on stuff thing. Yeah. <laughs> But um, I'll always try and make some sort of custom artwork um, for almost every commercial project that I, that I would do. Yeah. Yeah. And do you have like a, a favorite type of project that you like working on? Like, uh, if, you know, so when you're know, looking at all the types of projects you do, is there one like style that you, you prefer to work in? Um, not really. I kind of enjoy it all and I enjoy like the balance of mediums, you know, like I don't think I would enjoy to be painting large murals like all the time. It's, it's like I, I actually I, I would not enjoy that at all. It's like you know it's really physically demanding and it's not easy. Uh, you know it's, it's it's hard work. You know, so I also really enjoy spending four days deep in my computer making some graphic in Illustrator or something. And I also enjoy spending three weeks making a acrylic painting, you know, on a panel or something, mm-hmm. and then. You know, and then I also enjoy making, like, painting smaller murals that just take, like, one day or an afternoon. Like, that's enjoyable, too. So, I don't know. I like all of it. So, and I, But I like that it needs to be mixed up. It needs to be constantly, like, moving from medium to medium. So, it keeps it, I don't know, keeps it exciting for me and challenging and, yeah. Yeah. Variety is the spice of life, isn't it? Yeah, sure. <laughs> you can put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you've um, you said earlier you have uh, like one solo show a year. Like um, like you've exhibited like in a lot of different places now, haven't you? Like you had, you said you had a show in uh, in America, and like like where else have you exhibited? Um, well, over many years, I've I've exhibited kind of globally, but usually um, in, in group exhibition format. You know, not not solo exhibitions. You know, so. I've also found, I mean, last year I did a solo exhibition in Detroit with um, Interstate Gallery, which is one time run, which was great. And that's the first time I've done a, an exhibition in the US, um, which, which went, went really well. Um, before that, all my solo shows were in Australia, you know, but all over Australia. So, um, But yeah, like, I actually found lately, I was sort of thinking about it and like the more I've the more time goes on, the less I get invited to be part of group exhibitions. Whereas I felt like, you know, five to 10 years ago, I was constantly involved in all these, there's a lot of these like big group shows always going on. So I was always making these like one-off pieces that were like maybe themed even for, you know, like for a group show. But I've found as I've gone on, like there's less and less and less of that that's been happening. Or I mean, I don't get it invited to be part of it, which is fine, <clears throat> but it's meant that I've been able to go, okay, and um, solely spend, like, you know, a, a good chunk of time putting together, like, a whole body of artwork that's for the solo show, which which is, I really enjoy doing. I treat solo shows sort of like, um, kind of like as one artwork, like, the whole show is one artwork, but it's in, like, 30 pieces, you know, 
that's how I always approach um, the show. So they'll be all the same color palette, all the same mediums, mostly all frame the same. Essentially, it's just one massive painting and it's, it's in bits, but it's all the same story and the same theme and <clears throat> all those sorts of things. So I love diving into that and like spending a huge chunk of time on that. Yeah, I find that um, solo shows are really good like challenge as an artist to say to um, you know to push yourself and go all right well I can keep doing what I've always done or I'm going to take on this solo show how you know how am I going to do it and even just getting you know the the pre thinking that goes before you've even um, bought your materials or done a sketch or anything like that you've got mm. to really if you're going to do a concise piece of work as you said like multiple pieces that make up one large piece yeah. You got to do a lot of pre-thinking and, and everything. I think it's a really exciting time, like getting ready for a solo show. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I've said that to my wife for many years. I said like it's it's super important that like I mean, she thinks I, I might be doing doing nothing sometimes, and like it's super important to have this time to like to yeah, just think over things and like um, and just yeah, it, it does take a lot of time. You do need a lot of thought time and alone time, really, you know, like just to try and. Um, refine that you know because you can have an overall idea but then to really like I kind of think it's like visual thinking for me so I'm like thinking about I visually think about the exhibition and I, I I'll sit there and I'll be like okay like and I try and I try and visualize the paintings like before I've even sketched or or done any kind of anything I almost try and picture in my head like what the finished product is and then if I can think about it long enough and refine the theme and like and the kind of the mediums the mediums I'm gonna use and, and all that sort of stuff, that's when you feel like you can sit down and just start and then you know, I, I don't think the paintings ever end up looking like what I actually visualized because I don't I don't know, I think that's kind of impossible for me anyway. But they take you on this path and you can kind of and the show just comes out of all of that. But, yeah, it spends heaps of time, yeah, just thinking and, and tinkering. And, yeah, I, only, I do sketches but not much, you know. Like I used to draw heaps and I used to draw, like, whole sketches and then I would replicate that sketch for a painting. But then I just over, over time I discovered it was a waste of my time. So I just sort of now <clears throat> I just do really crappy rough sketches that are, like, usually really small, like, tiny like a few centimeters sort of size and all they are is like a quick idea of composition and or like a pattern or something so then when I come to make the work I'll probably have this piece of paper that's been the same piece of paper that's been sitting on my desk for three months and it's just got on it random little thumbnail drawings of compositions plus like a few patterns that I want to try out um, and some words and um, and that's pretty much it. And that, if that sits on my desk, then that's kind of like the whole solo show is like this kind of two or three bits of paper, you know, so and it all just comes out of that. But that, this is how I make work anyway. Like everyone's different, you know, like, but I just have my ways of doing things. But yeah. Yeah, I, I remember the last solo show I had, I did the same thing. It all started with little, just little thumbnail sketches. Mm. And then also like working out the sizing and looking at the gallery. Yeah, yeah. And then going, mm -hmm. all right, we'll. You can get three paintings this big on that wall, and da, that's da, da, what da. I do as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did, um, did you ever go to art school? Uh, I studied uh, graphic design when I finished high school, so mm. that was from like '98 till 
like 2000, you know, so after high school, I did advanced diploma of graphic design at mm. TAFE, uh, which was at the time, um, I wasn't taking art very seriously. I was just more obsessed in skateboarding. and um, But I just did the course because I was interested in general design, magazines and film and photography and kind of everything that goes along with, you know, skateboarding culture and stuff. So I don't know how much I actually got out of the course though. Like I guess I learned how to use Photoshop and like some of that software, which is obviously, you know, I'm super useful. Like, yeah, it's mm. become everything part of what I do. Um, but at the time, I don't know, like I wasn't really paying much attention. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Cause your, your style is, um, I don't know, quite like very graphical, I guess, like flat color mm. and um, geometric designs. And yeah, have you uh, have you always painted that way? Like, did you when you were starting out, were you a lot more looser and just trying to get used to stuff, and then you started developing technique? Uh, yeah, yeah, it, it's it's totally developed over you know twenty years or so. But I mean, when I was a teenager, I used to draw a lot, and that's how I, that's how all this kind of began was just drawing. So. But I used to sketch a lot of different stuff, like, and I would sort of sketch lots of different styles and I'd draw a lot of characters and I would draw them all in very different ways. There was no set style to them or anything. Um, but I would also just draw patterns and stuff because I just enjoyed it. It was like kind of um, relaxing and almost, you know, like meditation a little bit, and just drawing some patterns and making up patterns and things like that. And then, um, yeah, I've always had an interest in design and kind of every time, as I got older, my artwork has, it just became more and more and more structured and measured and, you know, I used to explore symmetry a lot in the work, not so much anymore, um, but it was all margined and I still do it, you know, everything's, everything's measured out and I, it's just part of who I am as a person. And like I like things to line up, and I visually see if something's crooked in, in every situation in life. You know, like I just I have a eye for you know straight edges and things lining up, and yeah. yeah so it's just that's part of me as a person. So. Have, you, have you got an inbuilt spirit level? <laughs> I don't. Know. I wish I did, but uh, I don't think I have that. But I don't know, like. I think I have a designed way of how I look at the world and then it definitely, it's, it's more and more over the years, it's it's come through in the artwork until like now when I make work, it's it's all very measured out and I, I keep bringing more geometry into the work than I ever have before. Um, and then it's, to me, I also make the work, um, it's kind of based on like color balance. So and just, just balance and movement. So when you look at composition, like, like, I don't know, my eye rests in certain spots and it needs to all be balanced and there needs to be, like, colours in the right spot and, and can't put certain elements and colours next to another one. And, I don't know, that's, that's how I visually see it all and how I piece it all together. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's good because people can, um, like, look at your art and not, not see any of that, you know, but... Like yeah, you, but it's good to know that you've got a, a set formula and you know exactly exactly what you want, and you yeah, know, you're but, not just winging it, you know. Well, I, but I kind of am winging it these days. Like the, that's the way I make work. It's, it's it really is winging it. It's like I have a process which involves starting with a grid 
and then everything comes from the grid and then I have certain ways that I split the grid and to make certain angles that I like to repeat and lots of different things like that but it's it's essentially winging it and I tend to build compositions um, organically and but so I finding as I, as I get on being an artist like I'm, I'm trying to I really want to try and refine like what I'm trying to say like through the work whereas I think five five years ago ten years ago um, I was just churning out all this work and it was really easy for me to do it and it came out mindlessly and very organically and I would just spew out all this beast man stuff um, which visually is, is fine and great and it was my it's my style and everything but then as I've as I move further on, like in my art sort of journey, like I'm more interested in refining, um, like, like I want to be able to say that this painting is is a painting of this. But I don't, I don't care if I don't. No one else knows that, but I know like what the painting is because people always see things in my paintings that I didn't necessarily necessarily put there, which is which I really enjoy as an artist. So like mm. I'll paint something and I'll be like, I know what it is. Like it's a it's essentially probably like some kind of like abstract landscape and everything's placed in places for certain reasons, etc. And, and it's about an overall theme for my body of work. And there mm. it is. And then someone will come up and be like, I can see a bird holding a egg or something. And I'll be like, that's awesome. Cause I, I didn't paint that. <laughs> but like, that's really cool that like, that's what you think the painting is. Like, so I enjoy that interaction with audience as well. So I don't like pushing too much onto people like, what my artwork is about so much because it's so much more rewarding to have someone stare at it for ages and just see something completely different. Yeah. Yeah. Like um, when I first came across your work, um, I saw the paintings you were doing with Phipps. Mm. Like I, that was when I, like, when I first noticed you. Yeah. Like did, he, did he play a role in um, helping you sort of develop, not, not so much your style but more like your technique with using spray paint? Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Like Tim's probably um, one of the biggest mentors I've had, like in my in my art journey. Uh, at the time, he moved to Sydney, and then he was looking for um, like a roommate to move into his house. And then I was also um, looking to get out of this share house I was in. So like, I moved in with him. <clears throat> we just went painting all the time. We probably collaborated on like I don't know a huge amount of like just walls, like murals and projects and stuff. And um, he definitely like. I learned a lot from him just from literally just painting with him, like not so much like talking to him and saying, oh, how do you do this? It's like I just, I just painted with him like a whole bunch of times like and we just, we definitely share like some sort of like, um, I don't know, organic connection like as people as well. Like we share the same birthday, which we found out when we were living together and we're just like, that's weird. And then like, it was just all these weird things came together with me and him and then we can just mindlessly collaborate together on paintings and the styles are different, but the the process when you're doing aerosol murals is still the same. Like I kind of was always painting in that layering paint cutback kind of way that Tim does as well. So, um, but yeah, he's been one of my biggest mentors um, growing up, you know, making work. Um, and then more over the last sort of, for four or five years, I've been collaborating with um, Vansy Omega. Uh, he's from Adelaide, but like we just randomly started doing a couple of murals together, and then it it worked really well. And then we just kept getting projects together. Like, and we ended up, we've ended up painting a huge amount of murals now together, maybe 10, 15 different murals together. So I've learned a lot from him as well. Like, and he's so I mean, collaborating with other artists is 
a huge part of my practice and always has been. And I learned so much from it and it's always challenging, but it's always really rewarding. Like when you can make something really unique with someone else and both of you change your style a bit to suit each other and you can make some really cool, you know, imagery from it. Um, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I completely agree. I really like collaborating as well. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll always jump at every opportunity to collaborate with someone rather than do something by myself, you know, like mm. even this week, there's this mural festival thing on here and, you know, I can just paint something by myself, but I'm going to paint with um, my friend Ben because, like, I, I just like it. I'd rather have someone next to me painting. Than, you know, I've painted some big murals by myself before, and it's like, I mean, it, it's cool, but, like, you're there by yourself, like, for, like, a whole week or something, like, have some lift, and, you know, it's it's so much more fun when you can create with a friend and, and you know, explore something new. Yeah. Yeah. So um, your work's made up of, like, a lot of, uh, you know, perfect shapes, like circles and things like that, a lot of um, symmetrical elements as well. Like, do you use tools when you're uh, creating your artwork? Um, yeah, it just depends on what I'm making. So if I'm doing an acrylic painting, um, yeah, I'm using rulers, compasses, tape, um, all of those things. Um, and then if I'm doing a, um, if I'm working digitally and I'm in like Illustrator, I'll be snapping to the grid. Like, and I'll be everything will be snapped and measured and, and dead straight and exact. And then if I'm painting a, a big mural, I'll usually um, <clears throat> I'll usually set up a grid at the start, and then I use like long bits of wood, like kind of like straight edges, like big rulers. Um, I use string with aerosol paint, um, masking tape. You know, pretty much any tool that I think is necessary to achieve the image that I want to put up. So, so you've got a pretty big toolbox. Uh, not really. It's a pretty small kit. Like I just need, I just need some string, and then usually when I arrive somewhere, I just buy a few lengths of wood, and then um, that's, that's really it. And then you just have your paint, and, like, and then like a few rolls of tape. That's all I need, you know, and a, and a tape measure. Yeah, yeah. And with those, uh, with the pieces I've seen of yours that like um, they're perfectly symmetrical on each mm -hmm. side. Do you just use a grid to get that yeah. symmetry? Yeah, it's it's just a grid, and then so, and then I just sketch it up first. Obviously, like I just straight onto the wall, and I just line it up to the grid, and then I think it's just my really kind of anal and fussy kind of vision of things being correct that enables me to be able to look at the the mural and make sure that it's it's as symmetrical as possible. I've also found when you're painting symmetry. As long as the center is like, um, like very neat and symmetrical, um, that anything out when you're doing a mural, anything out of a meter away from the center of the mural, it doesn't matter if it's slightly not symmetrical because your eye doesn't rest on it. Your, your eye will go to center and make sure that um, the center is all meeting up perfectly. And if that's meeting up perfectly, then the rest of the mural just looks like it's exact even though it might slightly be out so mm. yeah like th this morning when we uh met up in the cafe at rise and shine and you got the the mural in there like that's um the first mm. like piece of uh, artwork of yours i've seen like really up close and in the flesh like i've seen other people like mm. i've seen walls and stuff in the flesh but it's always been like going past in a car or riding my bike or something like that but actually sitting there um you know so close to it and looking at it i, I noticed how perfect everything was mm. 
Um, like, did it take you a long time to to uh, like finish up finish off each piece? No, it's, it's pretty quick. I've just you know I sort of just I just learn all my tricks. You know, like mm. especially with the aerosol paint, you just you know you just over you do it a lot. The same with anything, you, you do it a lot, and you you refine your own personal like you know techniques and doing things, and you know certain caps I like using. And tools I'm using, I know processes of like layering paint. It's always painting probably light to dark that'll always give you a better result in terms of you know paint coverage and yeah, it's all, there's all these tricks. You know, like it just comes from painting a lot. I don't even know how many murals I've painted now. You know, I, I never counted them or anything, but it's a lot. And then well, over that time, of course, you develop you know your own techniques. And um, but yeah, I always try and paint. Um, as neat as possible I think I think now as I get a little bit older and more I'm more I, I more allow myself to have flaws in the work now than I used to I used to be much more strict and anal on it looking super perfect but these days I'm happy if a line's fuzzy or maybe um, you know like things are slightly off or yeah it doesn't bother me as much anymore because it's it's part of the medium to have those flaws, you know. Mm. There's no point trying to trying to fix constantly, keep fixing it, and trying to hide these flaws that the medium creates. Mm. So, like, I'm happy for the, you know, some of the lines fuzzy and yeah, like things like that that you get with aerosol paint. So, um, but yeah, yeah, you got to remember that it's not a vector. Yeah, it's not a vector. Yeah. So, I mean, if I, yeah, but when I, I really enjoy making vector work because it's so you can make it. It looks exactly how I want it to to look because you can achieve all of those, you know, effects and neatness that that I want. You know, so mm. I I, suit, I really enjoy making digital work. Yeah, yeah. And do you find that um, at times it takes you like longer to make like a small piece for a, a exhibition than it would to take like to paint a wall? Yeah, yeah, I can go paint a huge mural like in a day, and then I spend hours and hours. And, on, on some small paintings so mm. um, but I, I don't mind that like I said earlier it's just a, it's a different medium so it comes with a different time frame and it's a different experience and I'm, I'm sitting in the studio making the work where I'm comfortable and have music on and I like that and then sometimes when you're out painting a mural it's it's not a pleasurable experience like I've had some really rough times you know getting murals up you know it's it's not always easy. Sometimes it's a great experience and you have heaps of fun and, and it all goes well. And, and then there's other times where you're, you know, up a, up a boom lift in pissing down rain, freezing, shivering, your paint's going everywhere and, you know, all sorts of stuff can happen. You name it, it's happened to me. But, yeah, so it's all enjoyable. All the different mediums have their own moments and, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. So you've uh, you've managed to do pretty well at getting your your art out there, and as you were saying, you've um, been part of a lot of group shows, and you know you've got lots of projects on the go all the time. Like, um, have you like got a technique for that you've gone about of getting your name and your artwork in front of the right people, or have you just done your thing and it's happened naturally? Um, I never had a technique. I think, I mean, early on when I decided like that, I my artwork I felt was like. Um, I don't know, unique and good enough to actually show people. Like this is this is going back probably almost fifteen years. And then um I just thought, you know, to me it was a no brainer. It's like if I wanted to, you know, 
um, taken anywhere, then you just need to get involved in the art community. So like, I mean, no one's going to invite you to do something for anything if they don't, they don't know who you are or, you know, so I just went, I took it upon myself to just, I started just organizing stuff myself. So I, I had a, I started this website that was called We Are The Image Makers and it was like a, it was kind of like a blog. This is like in 2003 or something and it was just a blog and I just started interviewing all, all the artists, Australian artists that I liked and I just put up, you know, interview with them and pictures and stuff. And then I started putting on some exhibitions affiliated with that as well. So I would just organize an exhibition and I would just um, invite all my favorite artists and, you know, do it really well and like try and do it really polished. And then like I would just slot myself in there, you know, as an artist as well. And like it sounds silly, but like, I don't know, it worked. And then, um, and then it just grew from there. The site grew from there and I kept doing more events. Um, and I felt like I wanted to be... I wanted to like just grow the, especially the Sydney art scene at the same time. Like I was, I was more interested in like growing that even than my own artwork. You know, I just really got involved and there was other people at the time like Ben Frost and like we did stuff together and it was just, it just, we just wanted to make Sydney thrive a bit um, and, it, and it worked, you know, and then, and then slowly I just kept getting, I don't know, less, I had less time to be, um, I don't know what's the right word. I don't know, my time became more focused on me trying to like, you know, make money and like, because I was still doing graphic design work and stuff like as well. So I was really keen to like let that slide away so I can and focus more on the art, you know. So I did that slow transition was over a period of, you know, five, six years where you phase out the freelance work and try and increase the art stuff. And yeah, it worked for me. It's a long, long slug, you know, like, and then um, I'm just still doing it now. So it's a long, long haul. You know, I started exhibiting my work when I was 24. It's like, so it's like 2004. So, and then it's, I'm at the point now because I've just been doing it for that long, you know, staying involved and, you know, trying to, you just try and be a good person to work with and don't be a dickhead, you know, you just like, you know, be professional and, you know, live up to your word and help other people, you know, that sort of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Get, get the job done. Yeah, and get the job done, get it done well, be a good person to work with. Mm. Um, yeah, be, and then also help other people and mm. involve other people. Mm. You know, so yeah, think outside just yourself as well. Yeah, so as I like, like I said before, I love collaborating with artists. So over many years, I'll get approached with like a a mural project or something. I'll be like, hey, I want to bring this other person on board. Like, and then you know, you, you split the money and do something cool. Like, yeah, always share it around and, yeah. Cool. So um, I've noticed with a, a few of the um, newer paintings, like, you know, in the past you've you've used, like, a lot of colours <coughs> and it's, you know, been really vibrant. But I've, I've, I saw one that you did the other week and it was, like, a minimal colour palette. And then I've looked, I've looked through some more of your flicks and seen some other real minimal colour palette ones. Yeah. Um, is that, like, a direction you you're going in or is this just for certain jobs you just sort of strip it back to a handful of colors no th those ones haven't been for for jobs they've, they've just they've just been like just a bit of exploration you know like mm. trying to just trying i'm trying to figure out where to go next you know so i need to i feel a really strong need to change the work up um so just just trying to mess around a bit at the moment which is a really like i have a i'm gonna do a solo show in Melbourne next year I think it's April so like I think I'm 
just going to work toward that. But at the moment, I'm, I have this next sort of few months to sort of just work out what that is and, and like where's the work going to go and I, I want to change it. So, yeah, just, just trying out stuff. I mean, I feel like at the moment I'm making lots of different types of work. So I'm painting all, all these murals. Some of them are super colourful and some aren't and then I'm making some paintings and some are really minimal and some are like really intense and I don't really, I'm at this point where I don't really know where it's going to go or where I want to take it. But I'm kind of having fun messing around a little bit, um, which is super important, I think, as an artist to sort of stop and, and take some time to just, just fuck around mm. and just like try something new and um, try a new medium or yeah, just mm. something, anything that's out yeah. of the ordinary than what you're usually doing. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm doing over here at the moment. <laughs> that's what brought me to Bali. Yeah, cool. You know, I just, oh, that's you know, winter in Melbourne and, you know, I put a lot of jobs off, um, you know, do, as we were saying before, set some boundaries. Yeah. I said I'll be back in September, we'll do it in there. And um, thought I just really needed to, uh, you know, to sort of stop and reassess and um, see what direction my art's going and, you know, try and look into some um, different styles yeah. and maybe even different mediums. Yeah. You know, I'm really interested in sculpture and, sculpture and stuff like that. Mm. And, I don't know, just, just change my environment and see what comes of it. Yeah. I think as you get older, it becomes harder and harder mm. and harder. Like the more art you make, the harder it becomes to make art, you know, because you start feeling like if you're making the same kind of stuff, um, like in a, when it starts to feel repetitive, you start thinking like, oh, like, I don't know, I'm not, I'm not doing the right thing and mm. you need to change it. So. Mm. Yeah. You were mentioning with your exhibition coming up in Melbourne next year, like where, where's it going to be? I'm doing it backwards, like, because I've, um, I, I did a show with them, I don't know when it was, three or four years ago, I think, and then um, Alex, who runs the galleries, always keeps asking me to do another one, and I've put it off, and I want to come back to Australia to a show, I was looking at doing something in Sydney, and Sydney, just even though I'm from there, and I don't know, it's just, it's proving itself to be a bit of a, a little bit difficult, and there's not too many options available, and I don't know, I just... So I, I'm going to do the show backwards, yeah. Mm. Ah, good. It's a good yeah. gallery. Yeah. Um, do you have any other up-and-coming projects? Um, yeah, I'm always always working on stuff. Um, there's always murals going on, you know. So, you know, you probably know the deal. A lot of those murals, you know, they really, it's like a three-month kind of process around about when you, from the moment you get contacted and yeah so it's organizing stuff like that for a few murals one in one in Queensland one in Melbourne one in Sydney um yeah what else doing a couple of little brand collaboration things um but yeah not too much going on I feel like this year's been pretty quiet but I've enjoyed it you know so mm -hmm. I've been able to go kind of a bit slower and um, the last last year and the year before were like really really hectic for me especially you know we got the kids and it was, I did a lot of work like I made a lot a lot of work and then um, it's been good this year to slow down a bit and um, I guess spend more time on the work you know so instead of last year I felt like I was if, especially if it was a like a mural that was obviously in a location I would go fly there or whatever and turn up and I would just paint like I would land on the plane get off and paint 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 fall asleep wake up, paint, 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 fall asleep, wake up, paint, 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 and then get on a plane, come mm -hmm. home. 
and the murals felt really rushed and they felt like at the end of it I would look at the mural and I would I would see things in it that if I had the time and I went slower I would have done differently and it would have been for the better so this year I've been trying to allocate more time to murals like so if I get if I know I'm doing a big mural I'll say instead of saying I can paint that in three days and be a hero I'll say no I'll take I might go there for six seven days instead and have the time there especially have time there to maybe interact with people as well like you know hang out with some people meet some new people you know be involved in community and have time to stop and chat to people that come past and you know whereas yeah I felt like I was rushing a lot of stuff last year cramming as much in as possible <laughs> so it's been good to slow down a bit yeah yeah and um and finally where's the uh, best place for people to check out your art online um yeah I have a website it's just beastman.com.au um I try and put stuff up there I'm sure every other artist is the same where you have this website and you only ever update it once every six months when you get around to thinking about it. Um, but it's relatively freshly updated. Um, otherwise, um, I don't know, I'm on social media, Instagram and stuff, you can see what I'm up to. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Cool. <laughs> well, uh, thanks for taking the time to sit down and have a chat. That's cool. Yeah, happy to. Good to finally meet you as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, enjoy your holiday in Bali. Yeah, will do. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. To find out more about today's guest, go to benchtalkpodcast.com. There you'll find all previous episodes and images of the guest's artwork. Also follow us on Instagram, bench underscore talk. There you can keep up to date with all things that are happening with the podcast. Bench Talk's also streaming on SoundCloud and Facebook. Just simply search for Bench Talk Podcast. Or you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. While you're there, don't forget to rate and review. It helps get the word out. And if you like the podcast, don't forget to tell a friend. Thanks again for tuning in and stay tuned for next week's episode. Bye.